Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. And Nathan Winter is here in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here, Nathan. Good Appreciate to be here. You. And so I have one thought on my mind right now, and oh. that is propaganda. Because... Yeah. Okay, so this has some context that you'll appreciate. Okay. Um, I've been, I listened to Amir Sarfati. Do you oh, know that yes. name? Messianic yeah, like Jewish guy. He's yeah. in the IDF over in Israel. The, he has footage of all the Hamas bombs and he, all the kind of stuff. I mean, he, and he, one thing he did is he showed some, here's to how a lot of the Palestinians use propaganda to make Israel look bad mm-hmm. to, the, to the world. And yeah. then, and uh, he showed one. But there was this one where all these there's several guys laying down, act like they a bomb went off or something went off, and it killed all these innocent bystanders. Mm-hmm. And they, they, somebody, whoever's videoing it, just kept playing. And there was a siren that came, like a like a uh, I don't know, somebody was coming down the street or something. And all these dead people got up and ran away. Oh, <laughs> oh my word! Yeah. So what he's saying is, this is what they do all the time: yeah. is they show that do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to to show um, something that's, that's not real. Right. Now, um, that was just one illustration, but there, there's a that's lot. Powerful. Yeah, but, you know, it's, I have it actually on my phone. I'll show you when that. Yeah. But, it's, um, but it's an interesting thing to me, this propaganda, because we just, if we see it in the news, we just, we believe it. Right. Okay, so let me show you another pro- mm-hmm. propaganda. So um, you don't know this guy. He's in Africa. It's, his name's Francis. He's in Africa. And he sent me a, we text a lot and I talked to him quite a bit and he's, he's our missionary in Africa. He's an African in Africa. Wonderful. And, um, fabulous guy. He's been here several times to speak and great brother to me. Well, he sent, he sends me stuff that sometimes I have to go, okay, I need to check on this. Well, he sent me this one thing, uh, just recently and it was showing them, um, taking a big bulldozer and pushing all of these, um, idols in India into the, into the dump. I mean, it was this massive amount of idols. Okay. Well, the, the answer, the, what his text was is his brother, it looks like there's, you know, people are getting rid of their idols or maybe the great revivals happening in India. Uh-huh. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. Cause you look at it, that would be your conclusion. You would think people right. are throwing away idols. Right. Okay. So Subash is our missionary or he's an Indian in India. He lives in Bangalore. And uh, I texted him. I said, hey, Subash, I want you to see this video. And I sent it to him. I said, what's, is, is this, what's going on here? And he goes, oh, that's in Mumbai. Oh, they do this every year, and they get rid of all these idols. I don't know. They purge them or something, and they probably get new ones or whatever. Oh, wow. Who knows what? Yeah. But, but th- my whole point is, it's, it, whether that's propaganda, inten- it's not intentional propaganda, but we can take it, and it can be used to say a, a narrative that's not even real. Right. And to, to get the real story from the ground is not easy to do. Right. And uh, propaganda is used by, I think every government uses it. Mm-hmm. Probably every party u- has used it. Right. And uh, to get to the truth of the matter is is not an easy thing. Right. So propaganda, what do you have to say about <laughs> well, that? You know, a picture is worth a thousand words is the old yeah, adage. It's true. And so you're right. If you take a picture and take it out of its context, or you build, like you were talking about with Hamas, you build a picture on purpose to say one story, 
when that story isn't really true, that picture is going to stick. There was a very yeah. famous photograph, uh, it, several of them in Vietnam that were used in the same way. Okay. And so that's the great challenge today when we talk about critical thinking abilities Yeah. and actually stopping and asking the question, what is the actual story that's happening right there? What is happening? Yeah. And so to understand things within their context. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things that we have to become better at, especially when we are surrounded, bombarded by so much information. Surely we know that we can't trust everything we hear or yeah. see. Yeah. That we need to well, really be. Th- and I've thinking. I've gotten so cynical, and I this is so hard for me because I am not a cynic. I I'm a person that basically, if you tell me, if you give me your word, you take you know I I believe that person. Mm-hmm. I that's I don't know. That's kind of how I grew up. I just I mean I trust people, and and I've had to learn how to be a cynic, and it's been painful because mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily usually question people or their motives or thing, but now. I do it all the time. I watch anything. I don't care what news feed it is now. I take everything with a grain of salt to, right. the, to the point where where I'm probably missing some real news because I'm just like, well, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, right. I've gone, personally, I've gone to a place where it's like, man, I have, I'm not even close where I used to be mm-hmm. before, um, I don't know, before what, before even a year ago. Mm-hmm. I've changed so much on just being cynical and I, I'm, I'm way more cynical now than I was five years ago for sure. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, I, I finding the truth of a matter and it's, and then that's not terrible either. I mean, to be cynical about things, I think it, to have a critical or ask questions, like right. I, like I said it off to Sabash, Hey, do you know anything about this? Instead right. of drawing my own conclusion, Let's ask the guy that lives there. Right. You know, what, what is happening? How here? wise is that? That's yeah. right. You know, yeah. he, listen to someone who's walking through the actual situation. Yeah. And you're right. There's a difference between critical and critiquing. Yeah. Uh, when it, we're called to, to make judgment calls, right. the scripture tells us that. Yeah. When it says, judge not lest you be judged, it's not saying never judge. Yeah. It's saying, it just says, know that when you are making a judgment, you'll be held to the same standard. That's the right. remainder of that verse. Right. And so we're so called be fair, to be, right? Yeah, we, right. we're called to critique. But when we talk about critical, there are a lot of people that critique with a specific intent to tear down. That's the difference. And that's, and that's perfect, propaganda. That's a perfect segue into oh. my piece. I wanted to read one paragraph. Here. I love it when a plane okay, comes yeah, together. Yeah, that was great. I, I don't know if you knew you needed to set me up, but way to go. And so this is um, this is a guy that we all know. Oh, and, yeah. And now I, I've lost it. Erwin Lutzer, yeah. yeah. Hitler himself said, By clever and persuasive use of propaganda, even heaven can be represented as hell to the people and con- conversely, the most wretched life as paradise. Mm. Isn't that something? Wow. And, you know, if you can, if you can do that, and that's, I think that's, isn't that ultimately what Satan is doing? I think so. I mean, he is, he's trying to sell a picture that, that heaven isn't real and that hell's not so bad. That's where all your friends are going to be. Exactly. Right. It's going to be a big party. And so mm-hmm. man, come along. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. And people don't really, I, I don't see a, you know, in our society, there's not a, either not a belief in hell or there's certainly no fear of it. It's like, right. yeah, we're all going to be there and it's going to be great. Right. It's like, wow, that's, that's propaganda. Somebody sold them a bill of, of goods because that's not yeah. what the Bible says. That's true. You know, this is an ancient problem. The scripture tells us, uh, woe unto them that call good evil and evil good. Yep. And, and we watch in propaganda as people will use various ideas. We've talked about this uh, several months ago now. 
but the idea of gaslighting, yeah. where you will uh, specifically build circumstances that make one thing look true when the exact opposite is actually true. Right. And uh, Dr. Lutzer does a great job of pointing out that that's what propaganda does. Uh, he, he goes back and he specifically talks about George Orwell. Okay. And a lot of folk, especially now, will refer to George Orwell's yep. works. By the way, I went and purchased his book uh, last year in 1984 and yep. reread it just because he's right. So much of what you read there is true. I would say Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, more of that is actually happening today. But in, in George Orwell, uh, there was this famous slogan in this book, and it was, War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Hmm. And the thought police would go around and tell people, yes, war, what you need to do is wage war. That's where peace is found. And freedom is slavery. You don't want to be uh, enslaved to what makes you feel good. You need to live for the state. Oh, wow. Now, that's in his book, you know, and this was written wow. but a now, long time ago. Help me out here. Orwell, yeah. the way I understand it, Orwell wrote this almost as a, not a humor piece, but I mean, almost as a sarcastic. Is that right? Well, no, he, I think he was trying to dig at what was the motivation of the Nazi. Okay. And, and he actually was coming at it from this perspective. George but he Orwell, wasn't trying to shape anything. He was trying no. to reflect... More than anything, he was trying to warn people. Oh, okay, that's this is the I, where, how, where this ideology comes from, and this is how very intelligent civilizations like Germany, some of the greatest music the world's ever known, has come from Germany. Some great philosophers. I mean, the Reformation, uh, many different things. But how yeah. can such a developed people uh, uh, basically subject themselves to the Nazis? Yeah. And so he was exploring that, but he was using the lens specifically. He was a policeman in Burma. And he watched how, for many years, the Burmese government had essentially uh, dulled the senses of the Burmese people and uh, how they controlled them through propaganda, and very specifically, propaganda. Mm -hmm. And so when you read 1984, you can see how propaganda works. Yeah. And I would recommend people go take a look at that book. Because we need, I think there's so much of it now. Right. And it's being used such a powerful way on, mm -hmm. because people do have an agenda, and they know... Uh, you know, they can use pictures or they can use mm -hmm. even a setting, a setting up a news thing that's false. Right. Or, you know, like there's a huge crowd here making a tiny group of people look like a huge crowd. Right. And that's propaganda, isn't right. it? It's exactly. basically saying that there's thousands of people that are buying into this right. and you get to the, the real news behind it. It's like yeah. you find out, oh, that was a, a setup and yeah. they were, you know, making this thing up. Yeah. Those things are really frustrating. And, and when uh, government weaponizes such an idea, yeah. That is where great dangers are found. And we see that all throughout history. Um, and that's the reason why we have to be very thoughtful about, about government. This is a quote attributed to George Washington, but actually it dates many centuries before Washington, but I think he may have been the one that refined it a bit. But he's the one that made the statement that government, like fire, is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. Government, like fire, is a, is a dangerous servant... Uh -huh. And a fearful master. And okay. a fearful master. Wow. So let's use fire as an example. Wow. Fire contained in a hearth is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. It still is dangerous, but 
you're going to you stay out control. of the hearth. Yeah. But if that if that gets out onto your floor and actually up into your rafters, bad thing. It is a bad thing. Yeah, right. And so it's the same thing when 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 government begins to try to tell you their perspective and they used propaganda to do that. We've watched that throughout human history. Right. And it's a dangerous precedent. And that's what Dr. Lutzer is getting right at. And and really to use that illustration, so what propaganda does is it makes us go and get that fire out of the hearth and throw it onto the carpet yes. ourselves. Right, right. Because we're we're the ones that are buying into this idea right. that yeah, this isn't gonna harm us or you know, or this is something that's uh mm. I mean it's just backwards. You know, right. that good evil and evil is good is something you just think, well, how could anybody ever think that? And it's just, it's so prevalent today mm-hmm. and in everything. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it's, uh, I think it's a huge topic. I wish we could be better at discerning it. I'm going to say, read one more paragraph here mm-hmm. from Luther. It says, Let us, let's pause and discuss Hitler's strategic use of propaganda in Germany. All the studies I've read indicate that people of the Nazi Germany were ordinary citizens capable of, of sympathy and willingness to help their neighbors. They appeared to be no different than the people who lived in the flyover parts of the United States. They were own, There was only one way for Hitler to mobilize the people and join his cause. Hate would do what reason could not, and fear would make certain that everyone fell into lock, lockstep. And I think these, those two... You know, we see that all the time. It's hate speech. And they're they're accusing, you know, if I would quote scripture, people would say that's hate speech. Well, I don't want to be the one that's quoting any hate speech, so I'm not going to do scripture anymore. You know, mm-hmm. those are the kinds of things that are being used, I think, in our churches. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll just speak to the church because I'm, I'm well versed in that one. And there's a lot of people that are that are fearful of being chastised or fearful of offending. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well... You, who's going to speak the truth and speak it in love? Right. And you've got to do it in love, right? I'm not, right. you know, trying to condemn anybody. We're all sinners and we are all in need of a savior. But the, uh, the idea that we can't speak truth to power or speak truth in our context, mm-hmm. um, you know, and to, you know, to, to get our voice out there as we've been talking right. about, uh, those are, those are things that I think, uh, I don't know. I think fear has, has really pushed us back. Mm-hmm. The one thing that government has used in, with this whole fear thing in the church is, and, and you can correct me on this, but I will tell you, this is what I, I always hear. It's like, well, if, if the church would step out of line and, and let's say promote a candidate mm-hmm. or of any kind, anything political, then we could lose our tax exempt status. We could lose right. who knows what. We're going to mm-hmm. lose our, but that's the one thing. So as, out of fear, we go, oh, well, we don't want to do, do anything like that. Right, and yet there's, there's other, <laughs> there's other people that promote other churches and things that promote you know a candidate and that well that's okay but right. when a conservative person does there there's this thing right. hey I don't know if you ever feel those things oh, but I definitely. do oh I, definitely yeah. I think so, almost every Christian feels that to some degree yeah. and and it's partly that that being controlled by fear yep. that narrative is something for instance that's how propaganda works yeah. Propaganda is very good, for instance, at sloganeering. And that's part of propaganda, where you will say something like, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Absolutely Matter. matter. Mm-hmm. And everyone I know affirms that phrase. For sure. But then a movement will come along and claim that phrase, and they're actually a Marxist movement. Yep. It has almost uh, nothing to do with actual uh, trying to solve the conflict that... that 
uh, we have watched in our culture, but they're using a slogan to drive a different agenda because black lives do matter very much. And we all affirm that, but that's how propaganda can be used where they'll take something that is true or equality. We've talked about this with the equality. Perfect. I believe in equality. We have to define what equality is. If equality is driving a certain agenda that is opposite, not only the Bible, but it actually is opposite the first amendment, that is an equality. And so we have to be very thoughtful about how propaganda actually is used in our own day. And we've watched uh, item after item in the last year just like that. I just want you to know that I do listen to you because I remember when you talked about equality, and this stuck, oh. is that when, they, when they're talking about equality, it's not with, when the, uh, you know, someone that maybe has a different worldview than I do talks about equality. They're talking about equality of outcomes. Right. Um, when we think about equality, we're thinking of equality of opportunity. That's right. Right. And so it, that is actually your words, not mine. And so, but it stuck <laughs> oh, with me. It's like, that's, that's a good thing because every time I hear equality, it's like, well, of course I'm for that. Well, what the, what somebody else might be thinking, equality of outcomes. In mm-hmm. other words, everybody's got to be equal. Everyone, there's no differences right. between male and female. No differences between, uh, you know, you know, uh, whatever, uh, what a doctor makes and what a what what the, you know, mm-hmm. lowest person on the totem pole makes. It's like. Th- well, that's what they did in, in Germany. Right. Right. I just read that from Luther and they were talking about that. The, uh, and no one wanted to be a doctor. Guess what? No one wants to go study that hard and get the same pay that, that everybody else gets. That's right. But if you pay them a little bit more and say, Hey, you know, go figure out brain surgery, we'll pay you some more. And there's, there's smart people that can do that. Right. Yeah. And that's where equality of opportunity versus equality of pay or outcomes Uh, that really has helped me out in trying to, when I hear those words, mm-hmm. because words, uh, they, they do matter, but they, you do have to understand, uh, there's so many landmines, black lives matter, lots of landmines around that. Right. You know, if you, and, and if you got it, you got to be super careful, even saying, of course, I think black lives matter. No question about that. But the agenda behind it or what some people are promoting right. it's like well right. that's 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 different right well and so walking back through not only why it's become more prevalent today than it was say 80 years ago and to what the solution would be i think and, and correct me if i'm wrong and i'd love to hear your perspective on this as well if you do away with the idea of truth which is what our culture has done. Trying, yeah, for sure. What we're also watching is that when there is no truth to rest in, there's a lot of fear because there's nowhere to rest. That's a good point. Yes. And so we're watching uh, w- when we talk about the propaganda and everything else, people will say almost anything anymore. And very few people have any sort of lens or any sort of standard to hold that statement up to and say, Does, is that right or is that wrong? Okay, right. And that's where the Christian ought to be different. And that's why we should not be living in fear. So the Christian has a bedrock they can rest in, something that they can be secure and they can walk through life with courage, mm-hmm. which is how we always end these shows. Right. Uh, we can walk through life with courage because we have the Word of God and we have His church, His bride, and we're, we're literally here together, not only holding each other accountable, but actually picking one another up mm-hmm. when we fall into those positions of fear. Because... We're walking through a fearful world. There's no doubt. Yeah, that's for sure. And so I think that's, number one, why we're watching more fear today and more propaganda today. But that's also, I think, how the Christian navigates it. So anyway, I'm, I'm tossing that out there. 
Is that am I am I heading in the right direction? I may have missed a number of no, things too. No, no, that's that's perfect. I, but I th- I think it goes back to what you know what uh, what Hitler was trying to do was to try to you know increase hate and increase fear. Mm-hmm. And we as Christians, I think, to put a blanket on that is to to how do you reverse hate? Well, that's that's to love, love your mm-hmm. neighbor, right? Right. As yourself, and to to love one another. It doesn't mean we agree on everything, but we got to figure out a way to love one another. Mm-hmm. And then fear. I mean, the opposite of fear. I mean, you know, truth. Um, what there's this there's this narrative that we are fearful of everything, and it's like. I don't think we're supposed to live like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and whether it's masks or whatever, you know, I'm not saying we shouldn't mask, but I think there's a lot of fear around this whole thing of COVID of, of, and that narrative, you talk about, you know, pushing a narrative, mm-hmm. there's been a lot pushed on us and we've done our best to try to process it and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out. And everybody's probably got their own way of trying to do that, but it's, it's uh, it's been wearisome, yes. and uh, yeah. I don't know if we've learned anything through this mask and vaccine and all this other stuff. But it's been a it's been a wearisome journey, and yeah. uh, we people hate each other because they haven't been vaccinated or they haven't done worn their mask or who knows what. Right. It's like man, we we figure out all kinds of ways to do this. And it's like man, don't po- don't fall into that. Exactly. That's been my that's been my hope and and. Uh, I think that's what the church is supposed to do. Right. That's by this I mean. shall all men know that you are my disciples, by the love you have for one another. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. That really is what sets us apart. Yeah. And so while and there are some people that hate hate, well, I, I, I get the sentiment, but here's the point. Here's how hate is overcome. Martin Luther King is the one that showed us that uh, in, yeah. in, in a more recent context, sure. but it's an ancient principle going all the way back to the scriptures and to God himself that the only way to over, and you've already said it, but the only way to overcome hatred is to show love. Yep. And so that's something that we as Christians have to remember because I watch a lot of people get scared and frustrated and they begin to respond in kind to the, to the people that are pushing so hard against them. Yep. But really there's a whole different level that we are called to, yep. um, to, to be joyous in the midst of adversity, yep. to love uh, those who hate us. When someone strikes us on one cheek, we turn the other cheek. And that doesn't mean their cheek. That means we turn our other cheek, you know? <laughs> You're right. And so it's, it's, it's challenging. There's no doubt. Yeah. Well, we need to land this plane. I think, I think this propaganda, it's been a good topic. We, yeah. we found a way to talk for 25 minutes on, on <laughs> oh, propaganda. <wow. laughs> so, but it's true. It's, it's, it's so, yes. so prevalent. So anyway, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I hope there's, there's a way through, uh, even in your own journey that, uh, I don't know, overcome hate, overcome the fear, because there's, there's so much of it out there and mm-hmm. some of it we're being led into. And we, we, those of us that know the truth that have absolute truth, um, we know where we're going. We know we've been redeemed and you know, we should love, we should love and, uh, and not hate. We should be courageous and not fear. So as I, we in this thing, I think we have since the very beginning, Nathan, I'm going to challenge everyone to be strong and very courageous. God bless you all. Amen.